Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first ever and only Skeleton Crew podcast. We are not that one or the other one, but we are a We're one. this one. Yeah, we're this one. The one that currently has a jacket over his head. <laughs> I can't see Hello, anything. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. I am Almighty Strauss. I'm here with I'm Uncle, Uncle Death. Death. We are two Skelebros here, as always, to give you many things everything i hope you all understand tonight that this is the first episode the only episode that matters i'm gonna take off this jacket for a second to look at my audio levels because i can't actually see him underneath the jacket we'll see how much worse it sounds once i put it back over first things first we should introduce ourselves i'm almighty strauss i'm an educator a streamer Apparently a husband, a son, a brother, and incredibly strange. I'm Uncle Death, and I'm very tired. I mean, I'm, I'm so tired all the time. I also stream sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I'm also very tired. That's why we're here together. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, um, I am an enjoyer of old men and gremlins. Uh so yeah good evening everybody and up strauss before we begin with our actual topic in earnest can i can i tell a little story go for, for you and for the audience go, go for it so i i want to get this off my chest and this seems like the right place to do it because i i have seen a sight on my walk to work because i i walk to work and it's it started out as just kind of a, a funny one-off thing and now it's generally starting to like trouble me so um i want to talk about the hentai bike um hold it, on time out the what <laughs> the hentai bike the hentai bike um so allow me to explain um so there is a a business that i walk past and in the parking lot uh many days out of the week there is this there's a fairly older looking moped that I see in the same parking space a lot of the time. And it is absolutely covered, like 90% covered with stickers of half naked or in some cases fully naked anime girls. I, I haven't had the chance to look really close and determine the true percentage of what to what, but it is absolutely covered in anime titties. And I, I laughed at first. I took a little picture. I showed one of my friends and it's like, ha, isn't this silly? I, I see this bike all the time, and I'm sure because the person who owns the bike, who I'm sure is a very nice, well-adjusted member of society, it, it works there, and Strauss, it haunts me. I feel like the protagonist in a Junji Ito manga. <laughs> uh, my one statement on this, and I wanted to be abundantly clear, is that I have not been shown this bike yet, and I'm very mad about the fact that I have not been shown this bike yet. How dare. I, I, I think I posted a while back on Twitter, um, but it's, it is, and these are not like big stickers that you would put on vehicles typically. They're like smaller stickers. So I, I want you to get in your mind just like the sheer number that this person would have needed to cover their, their moped in anime girls. And I'm, I'm not criticizing people who are fans of anime girls. I am one myself, yeah. but... We're not we're not ones to judge on that part. But it's 
it's a combination of the dedication and the fact that this person takes this vehicle to what I can assume is their place of employment every day. That's dedication. I kind of respect I, it. I do too. Like, I, I respect this person and I'm afraid of them. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I, that's a man of, in, or woman of incredible power. Not, not good I, power, but power nonetheless. It's, you know, like Heavy said, you know, I, I don't fear any man, but that thing, it scares me. <laughs> a thing, it scares me. Yeah, it's so no, it's, uh, it, it's, that's, that's wild. From, the story from me today is completely different and from a very less nerdy statement, but it is basically, can be summed up by the phrase, look how they've massacred my boy. Oh no, what happened? So, of course, so, my, my, my beloved basketball team, the Golden State Warriors, made a tra bunch of trades at the deadline. Sending young man James Wiseman, who I am a truther on, despite how his career has not turned out well so far, mm -hmm. to, uh, they sent him to the Pistons, and the Pistons sent Sadiq Bay to the Hawks for five, and we got five, and the Dubs got five for second round picks, who they then traded to Portland for former warrior, as in he was literally on the roster when they won a championship last year. Gary Payton, the second, not junior, the second, because there's a different Gary the, Payton. The second. No, I, I need to mention because he he has a brother who is Gary Payton, junior. <laughs> okay. Uh, son of NBA legend and Hall of Famer Gary Payton. So there's a legacy here. Yeah, there's a legacy. We we love GB too. GB2 is great. And apparently he was playing through injury, like, according to his physical. And I'm like, Damn. what is going on in Portland? Like, the whole thing's crazy. And all it can be summed up is, look how they've massacred my boy. Oh. How dare you? <laughs> These are fighting words, Portland Trailblazers. This is how wars are started. At least on the internet. Yeah, fair enough. I, I am not as well versed in sports, but that does seem like it's quite a serious. Deal. Oh no, it's like I, I could send you some of the stuff. Like there's quotes from the head coach, like oh he's it's just mental. I'm like no, apparently the mental part is when the body receives a pain receptor in the abdomen to the brain. <laughs> Technically, all pain is mental, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's hurt. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Also, um, if if you check Discord in a minute here, I am going to be sending um, photo evidence. Yeah, hold on, of... hold on. We're, we're going to see live reaction right now. Breaking news. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh. should, I should note, this is from months ago. Um, there are more stickers on the bike now. Right. Okay. I, I wanted to stay because now that I'm seeing this, so I can like describe it. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to blow this up on my on my big monitor. Uh. I'm telling the truth. Oh, I I believed you. It's just the uh, okay. Let's see. Can I recognize any of these people? No, I can't. <laughs> uh. Oh God. There's so many. Like I, I I want this 
to be made abundantly clear now that I'm taking a look at this and that everyone can see this. There, it's just a bunch of stickers on the bike, and there's so many of them. It is upward. It's not upwards of ten. It is like at least forty. By the looks, I, of I'd say there are several dozen. <laughs> yeah, it's around like at least in it's a, around thirty, minimum. It, um, I do recognize Shinobu from uh, Bakemonogatari on there, and that concerns me. <laughs> I probably could. I mean, the problem is I have to blow this up to, like, large size, so... I'm I'm a little embarrassed how many of these I know, actually. <laughs> I, the problem is, I, when I'm looking at this, it's, uh... Because this is not your fault, obviously. This is just the fault of how, you know, you, you took a picture with your phone and it then sent it via the internet to me. Because if it were yeah. up to us, we'd be in a studio somewhere underground in our in our private bunker but we can't afford that because we're cheap so we do this over discord i'm just looking at this thing and i'm just like i think i recognize some of these i can't tell it's just that it's kind of small and it's a, obviously you didn't get up close and personal right i didn't want to spend a lot of time very close to it especially <laughs> taking pictures of it yeah taking pictures of someone else's anything is kind of weird but i think it's warranted here <laughs> oh no it's warranted i want people to understand that i'm taking a look at this thing <laughs> it was warranted i i'm seeing it in person <laughs> being like I... wow <laughs> look at this thing wow and i see this nearly every day walking to work how long is your walk to work i never asked you this question i didn't even know you walked to work yeah, I do. It's it's a really short walk between my my work and home. It's like ten minutes. So oh, that's it's it's that's very convenient. Yeah, it's very nice. Okay. And you see the most amazing things. Yeah, like the hentai bike. You're, you're I'm I'm <laughs> gonna ask for a follow up. See if there's new ones <laughs> added every so often. Like every month, I'm gonna ask. So is there more stickers now? <laughs> I'm I'm going to see if I can get another picture of it next time I see it, because it's... I, I just, like I said, I feel like the main character in a Junji Ito story, that is just like, oh, back again. Uh, the, the spirals didn't warn me about this. I was so, ready for spirals and fault lines, but this is different. So that's my story. That's what, oh that's god, what I I down a whole drink before this, and somehow I'm still not prepped. <laughs> no, nobody was, nobody has ever been ready. I could this. be stone cold sober right now and still be like, well, wasn't ready. <laughs> it's like but, I I need to describe this from my vantage. There are booty, there are butts, there are boobs, <laughs> so many boobs. <laughs> There is quite a bit of like full on naked ass just on this on this bike. Yeah, like all power to you, by the way. If this is what you are, this is better than like the hoodie. Yes, because uh, like I would go on. Yeah, I would I would prefer this any day to an Ahegao hoodie. <laughs> yeah, because like the hoodie, it's like that's straight up porn. Some of this is just pinups. Yeah. 
and, and like, it's like not really is this it's any, like having a playboy bunny on the back of your yeah, truck is this any different from putting a pinup on your plane i say no it's a no. lot more in your face about it it's i think it's it's just the sheer number of them yeah it, it's it's a volume thing because it's a lot let me tell it's you all crawling with them <laughs> Like, we can't express how many stickers there are on this. Because <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and I just, I, I, I can't help but picture, like, going on a, going on a date with somebody, like a blind date, first time you meet them, and them <laughs> pulling up to pick you up on their bike. Very cool. And then you see the bike, and it's, it's this. I'm, uh, okay, I gotta ask you this. Uh-huh. Asardo. Uncle Death, my friend, <laughs> my beloved friend, through all the crazy moments of our lives, both in and out of just me having to deal with you and vice versa, would you go on a second date with a band who owns a bike like this? Um, you know, that, it all depends. It, it all depends, you know? I, I think... I think there there are two very different kinds of people that could own a bike like this. So, who knows? I mean, maybe they're actually pretty cool. You know, <laughs> maybe they're just like chill with it. I'd imagine you'd have to be. You know, the way I put it is that either this guy is amazing or girl. I'm, I'm not gonna judge. Either the person who owns this bike is the coolest motherfucker you know, or you don't. If, if okay, l let me say, if a lesbian owns this bike, they're cool as hell. Yeah. If, if, it, if this is a lady, I am way more interested in hearing, uh, spending time with them than yeah, if it's I, a guy. I... Like, uh, here's the way I put it. If it's a guy who owns this, this is like 70-30. 70% yeah. no, please never talk to me again. I don't want to see you. 30% yes, actually keep going. <laughs> with the lesbian, yeah, like, with, a, with a woman, it's like 50-50. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there is there is a sizable chance that she's probably pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I know a bunch of people. Who, like, I, I know people who work for A&N. I know, I knew their last, like, editor-in-chief, may he rest in peace, mm -hmm. and, like, all that stuff, so I know a lot of random people, like, if, if, if this was them, they would never do this, but if they did do it for, like, shits and giggles, I wouldn't be shocked. I just, I really hope that it's just, it is an intense committal to the bit. I, honestly, I think it is at this point, because, like, there's overlap. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't just keep throwing waifu stickers up if this was and not a bit. Yeah, I I think this is it's it's there there is a level of not irony, but self-awareness. Yeah, because like if it was like someone who's really obsessed with one character, it would just all be that one character. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, 20 different characters minimum. Yeah. 
once again, I, I want to make it abundantly clear, and this is not a fault of yours, Sardo. It's totally not your fault. It's just that, you know, your picture wasn't that close, and I understand why. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not it's not perfect for sure. Like I, you were walking past, you were going to work. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault um, my man for like being like, oh my god, <laughs> and then and, moving and to be on. Fair, like I, I feel like looking at it for too long could like be seriously damaging. So. Uh, it's it's hurting my mental health right now. And I keep looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> And but yeah, I, I don't pretend that I'm not a horny motherfucker. I want that oh, to be yeah, abundantly clear. We, we, we are adults. <laughs> we do adult things, and we say adult stuff. We might not swear that often. Sometimes we do, but we we are horny people, like everyone else. We're just normal men. Just innocent men. <laughs> just honest men. But I, I, I just. I, I look at this with a combination of awe and dread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of impressed. <laughs> because, like, yeah, so uh, you know me. I don't, like, broadcast this stuff in, in real life too often. I, like, Most I people know... don't. <laughs> Yeah, like, mo the majority of my friends who are, like, anime fans, and, like, pretty serious anime fans, too, it's like, you, you have to at least go to their house to know. I literally know people who write for A&N as a job. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know anime fans, and they will broadcast this shit online, but once it's, like, real life, it's like, no, nah, no, I, you know, I got a regular job with regular people with... You know, I'm, I'm uh, outside of the internet. I'm a normal man who does normal things with normal friends. But it's like, I just, my lord! If I saw my coworker climbing onto this bike after a shift to go home, I don't know yeah. if I would talk to them ever again. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, it, it it is a percentage of is this per like this person is either the coolest guy you've ever met or like the worst yeah oh, so this is how we're starting I'm, I'm so glad this is how we're starting this thank you for letting me unburden myself of this no i'm i i'm i don't know how i missed this i how have we not talked about this before i, I don't know i don't know it's just it's something that that lingers in the back of my mind a lot. And there's days where I don't see it in the parking lot and I'm like, where'd the hentai bike go? Oh, I probably has the day off. <laughs> probably so. Like a normal me, a normal human person owns this bike. Which, he's just a normal guy. Just, just a normal an innocent man. <laughs> Sorry, that, that I I've inflicted that on our lexicon. Much much like Homestar Runner. Which we will one day talk about. It has irreversibly oh, yeah. changed our lexicon forever. <laughs> Homestar Runner has mangled my vocabulary. My my favorite video title is Homestar Runner parts that have irreversibly changed my dialect. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, 
Homestar Runner was a big part of my childhood, and I think it made me a little stupid. <laughs> I think it made you a little smart. You know what? Thank you. I I'm going to choose to see it that way. <laughs> but anyway, so... folks, that that's just us sort of... I guess that's our new opening segment of the hentai bike. <laughs> Where is the hentai bike? I this better. I hope. I hope we this podcast bait gets big enough to where this is, becomes a regular job and this becomes a reoccurring segment. <laughs> if, if I could make a living off of the hentai bike, I don't think I'd ever need anything else in life. Me neither. But so... today we are going to be talking about a real segment. And we do yes. actually have a sheet with ideas, mostly mine so far. Not because of any one thing, just because I'm an insane person who has too many thoughts. I, will... I need to. I I need to add more. <laughs> well, considering the fact that I'm looking at the sheet right now, and they're all my ideas, technically my ideas. I'm just the one who put them down. I, I'm sure the phrase Three Kingdoms Nonsense is both our ideas. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Of course it is. We're not apologizing for that. It's yeah. gonna happen. But we're gonna start off with... We're gonna go with a normal statement. <laughs> I want you to make, make it abundantly clear. You're like, but the Three Kingdoms is a history thing. It can't possibly be weird. You are so wrong. Just you wait. You Just have you wait. You have no clue. Well, some of you have a clue. Of the probably five people who are going to listen to this first episode, just keeping keeping it realistic, some of you will know. Some of you yes, will indeed. not know. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> and you're in for a treat. Oh, I, I definitely know my mom's going to listen to this. <laughs> I already know. Hi, stress, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> I'll see you in March. <laughs> I have a wedding. <laughs> Yay! That's cool. My cousin's getting married. Congratulations to oh, her. That's, aw that's awesome. Congrats. And her beloved dog. It's a pug. There's going to be a dog at the wedding? Uh, no, sadly, Phoebe's not going to be at the wedding. Aww. I mean, I understand why she's a puppy. She, yeah, I'm not sure she, she should be doing air travel at that age. You know, that's understandable. Never hmm. mind. Yeah. yeah. She... I got a mirror. She's a tad. It, she does the little thing when the puppies do like the butt wiggle where they're excited, like, and then like, but, but but because they're so small, the whole thing wiggles. I love that so much. She's. I I think I shared pictures of Phoebe. If not, I'll yes, share it you afterwards. Did. Yes. Good. Okay. I I, 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 I did yes. my due diligence as a friend to share puppy pics. You did. You you did as you should, and she is very cute. She is very cute. But we are starting today off with what makes a good bad movie. And I, I'll admit, I, I really wanted to do this for the first one because good bad movies are an immense passion of mine, yeah. as as they are for many people. But I love them so much. Hold on, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to open up a doc, a very old document of movies that I've seen that are ter considered terrible or just different. And it is old. Like, I mean old. I haven't seen it in years. No, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. <laughs> oh, which... oh, no. There are two different ones, and I'm not sure which one's the right one. 
no, that's a different thing. Uh, nope, that's a different set. Because I used to be part of a, uh, uh, a stream that was just bad, bad movies. Mm-hmm. So many bad movies. I've seen a lot. Because bad movies are fun. But yes. what makes a bad movie fun? And I've thought about this many times. For a very long time. And, uh, oh, here it is. Here's the old. There it is. Oh, God. I've seen a lot of these. <laughs> oh, no. Let's see. What's on here? Um, the, well, that's just actually good. That's the Christmas special for she Hira and He-Man. That's. Hell yeah. Let's see. Uh, 300 Rise of an Empire. 2012. Uh, the extended cut of Alexander. So I, I guess maybe it's good to start off. I mean, maybe my high school speech and debate roots are showing here. Let's start off with a definition. Like, what is a good bad movie? Like, what well, what makes it those? I'm going to go qualities? farther than that, and I'm going to use my old film degree that I'm currently looking at. My Bachelor of the oh, Arts yeah. right there on my wall. I'm going to go step deeper. What is even bad? And, yeah. and here's the thing. I remember, I don't know if you watched Todd in the Shadows. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he said this once, and it stuck with me for so long. It's been like a decade of this, and I realized why it stuck with me, because it's the perfect example of what is badness to begin with. And the first thing he, is... Badness via incompetency. Mm-hmm. This is where most good bad movies are, by the way. It's when it's it's your Ed Woods, it's your the your Neil Breens, your Neil Breens. You're just people who make things that are not well made. They're not good, but they're they're bad because they're poorly made. They're ramshackle, but there's a passion behind them. It's just that the person making it should not have made it. It should have gone to somebody else. Or it should have gone to nobody because it's it's inherently so bad. Again, Neil Breen. <laughs> yeah. And then on the other hand, you have badness because of offensive. And I know where the first movie that comes to mind when I do this. And that is Christian movies. A lot of those uh, yes. pure flicks, which I've seen more than one, by the way. I've oh, yeah. seen, oh, I've seen a couple. I've seen the, God's Not that... Dead. I've actually, I have a fun story about one of them. We'll get to that in a bit. Oh, I'm intrigued. You're going to love this. But, you know, <laughs> stuff like God's Not Dead, Last Ounce of Courage, stuff that, like, offends the senses. Whatever those yeah. senses are. Those aren't very fun. They're fascinating, but they're not fun. There's no enjoyment. And I think, like, the... When when I when I talk about good bad movies, like it is very rare that a a Christian movie, especially one of the pure flicks over, is makes it on there because like it's just it's it's mean. It's yeah. just mean. Well, yeah, those those are mean, and I, we'll talk more about it in a bit. But there is the final statement, and this is the one from one Todd in the Shadows, uh, a pop music critic on the interwebs 
but he said bad as the absence of good. And when I first heard that, I suddenly realized why certain things were bad. Like, he articulated a, th a feeling. A feeling that I had over the years, which was sometimes you get something that's bad and it's not fun, it's not good, it's just bad. Yeah. This isn't werewolf. Which, uh, thank God we're not breaking into the entire credit sequence from MST3K right now. If you know what we're I talking about. I think you about. mean Warwolf. <laughs> With Emilio Estevez. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> but, like, the point is, the reason why I'm bringing this up, it's like, what makes a good bad movie starts with what kind of bad it is. Yes. Because it's the building block. Yeah, it's the building block. It's we've had bad movies. We've all had bad movies. There's been many bad movies. But like there's a difference between watching like God's Not Dead, which just pisses you off. Like it offends you because it's like what the fuck, Kevin Sorbo? It's it's inept. It's and it's it's inept and mean spirited. Yeah, there's a mean spiritedness to it. There's there's a feel. Yeah, but this, but like, what's a good bad movie? Like Hackers. Ninety five yes. Hackers, Hack the Planet, with uh, Angelina Jolie in a pixie cut, which is way hotter than you think it is. She does look. I mean, she always looks good, but yeah. she yeah. She was hot in that movie. And also, she was. was it Matthew Lillard who's also in that movie, or was it uh, Freddie Prince Jr.? I think it's Matthew Lillard. Oh, I think it, I think it was Matthew. I love Matthew Lillard. Yeah. I love both of them. They they pitch perfect casting, by the way, for the Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but like Highlander two, terrible movie, hilarious though, because it's just ridiculous. It's stupid. How the Grinch I... Stole Christmas, not very good. That. The Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Not the but original like, short. Ab absurd and kind of hilarious. Like, I, I, you can appreciate a movie when it's bad. Like, Mono's The Hands of Fate comes from a real honest place. Not very it good. It's genuine. It's genuine. That's, I think that's what the key here is in this discussion is genuine. Are you genuinely trying to make something good, but you just don't know how? And, and I think that's, I mean, we can't really have a good bad movie discussion without mentioning the man. So I'm, I'm going to broach it. Nicolas Cage. Well, you know, I, I was going to mention Ed Wood. Oh, <laughs> I, I, absolutely. I, I feel like this is the difference between you and me right here, where it's like, I'm the person who went to film school. <laughs> so it's like, when it comes to like, who's the good bad movie person? Well, it's Ed Wood. But Nicolas Cage, oh, yeah. also good. Like, I saw his uh, Wicker Man. Mm, Honestly, yes. overrated. Not his no, I mean, it's not his best movie by a long shot. No, not, not as like, for him overacting like a crazy person. And it's, it's, it, and it's, the thing is that it's like, Nick Cage is a phenomenally talented actor, and I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't get. If you want to see a great Nick Cage performance, watch Raising Arizona. Hell yeah. Great movie, by the way. 
Colin Love Brothers. Raising Arizona. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, it's a great movie. But uh But I, I think there there is a and and Ed Wood is exactly in this in the same place, I feel like, of there there is a sincerity there. It's it's earnest. Mm-hmm. It like at least, like, a lot of the bad Nick Cage movies, by the way, are because he got dinged by the IRS, so he owed a lot of money. <laughs> he, he had some bills to pay. <laughs> he had to pay the bills. But uh, a personal one of, like, really funny. You, you know it's a good bad movie? Because, like, the, the elements of a good bad movie is usually someone's overacting, the effects aren't very good... The plot is nonsensical. And when you know it's a great movie for that? I'm, I'm looking at my old list. The 2000s Dungeons and Dragons movie with Jeremy Irons Fuck in it. yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, man, Jeremy Irons was eating it up. Chewing the scenery is not a... It's not... It's not good enough. <laughs> the blood will rain from the sky. He, he put his full dick and balls into that movie. <laughs> no, the best part is, is like, there's, there's, okay, so the thing is, uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, from the year 2000 was uh, made by New Line Cinema, a year, released a year before they would release three straight bangers in the Lord of the Rings movies. So this was like the preemptive, like, do people actually like these? And the answer is yes, but not like this. <laughs> It's it's the little it's the watery squirt of ketchup before you get a real good squirt. Yes, but what's great about it is there's also in it is uh, Thora Birch, who was this coming off of uh, American Beauty, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's American Beauty with uh, guy with uh, Persona non grata himself. Yes, but it's just so funny because she's in that and she is not trying. Like, a whole movie. She is not trying one iota. It's no, girl, give so, us nothing. It's so bad. It's so funny, because she is not trying one bit in that movie. And there's scenes with her and Jeremy Irons, who's the evil... Like, she's the princess, queen, whatever. And Jeremy Irons is, like, you know, the evil wizard. And he's this... Who's, like, her advisor. And he's like, yes, princess! How are you? And over because uh, Jeremy Irons knows what he's in, but this is Thor Birch, but she's still young. And Thor Birch is like not realizing that you're in this. You might as well just have fun and shoot the scenery because you know eventually you're in a bad one. And she's like, Ah, wizard, how are you? She's not trying. She's not trying the whole movie. It's great. It's not a good movie. Also in it, Richard O'Brien of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show fame. For some reason. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's in uh, this movie. I don't know why he's in this movie. He's just weirdly in this movie. I guess he plays D&D. He's just there. He's just there. <laughs> he's just there. I, I, I gotta go watch that again. Because yeah. I'm just remembering Jeremy Irons in that. No, what's also I... great about it is he's acting a part of classic bad movie actor Bruce Payne. He's the guy who has the blue lips. Yeah. And he's also in, like, several other bad movies, including uh, one of the Highlander sequels, which should uh, really tell you all you need to know about <laughs> about his acting career. I think career. it speaks for itself. <laughs> and he also is just, like, chewing the scenery. And they, and, they're, and they share scenes together. It's great. 
I just, I'm, I'm jealous of them because they looked like they were having so much fun. I always respect when, like, great actors are in terrible movies. Because you can tell that they, like, at some point they know what the movie is. And they stop trying or they give, like, 110%. And, and it's when they none do the latter that it's... None of it is better than the late, well, maybe late, Sir Christopher Lee. We haven't confirmed or denied he's a vampire yet. I'm pretty sure he's a vampire. And specifically, one of my personal favorites. And that's Howling 2, My Sister is a Werewolf. My sister's a Werewolf. That movie is not only... Okay, I've, if you haven't seen this movie, all the effects happen on a different shot. <laughs> this is how cheap the movie is. These effects didn't happen on screen. Like, it's a werewolf movie. Werewolf movies are built on their transformation sequences. And those happen off, don't happen on screen. Ever. Like, you, you hardly even really get a silhouette or anything. You, you basically get, like, nothing. No, it, it will cut away, and then we'll cut back to the people with, like, hair glued on their face. <laughs> like, it's, it's bad. Like there is no reason that Sir Christopher Lee, God rest his soul, should have been in that, but he was. And it was no, so... No, the best part is he apologized to the original director for being in it. <laughs> the, no, the other part that's great about this movie is that it holds two other actors out of, of note. The, one of them is the immortal Reb Brown... Who, if you know, if you're an MST3K diehard, you know him better as Big McLarge Huge. Fuck yeah, blast hard cheese. <laughs> Roll Fizzlebee. And the other one <laughs> is Sybil Danning, who th takes her top off at one point during the movie. And then they show it like three times in the credits. <laughs> it's like, we, 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 gotta, we gotta milk this for all it's worth. No Th pun they intended. Knew. They knew. But yeah, like... What makes a good, bad movie is really, to me, I think, number one is earnestness. Yeah. Like, there was an earnest attempt to make art. <laughs> Followed by maybe utter failure. <laughs> they didn't have the skills, or maybe they didn't have the money, or they didn't have either. Yeah. But they had a dream. <laughs> well, because, like, you see, like, bad movies all the time. Because, like... That phrase, bad as the absence of good. Yeah. Is important because you see movies that are, like, not great or just, like, they're not fun or they're not well made. Tepid. Like, they're and you don't... Tepid. They're They're just, like, there. Even when they're incompetently made, they're just, like, they're not meant... They're not made by people who are funny. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, hold on, I'm, I'm looking for one that's a good example. Uh, no, I want, that's, that's, that's a good movie, actually. Like, something like, like a bad comedy. Like, nothing is worse than a bad comedy to sit through. Bad comedies are, like, 9.9 .9 times out of 10 absolutely agonizing. Yeah, because, like, for me, a bad movie 
is at least like a bad comedy is bad because like I've seen the love guru. It's not good. Oh yeah. It's a horrible movie because it's just like you're sitting through just the just something that's painful. It's like watching the most annoying person you know just go up on stand-up night and bomb every single second they're well, up there. Well, like the way I put it is it like bad comedies are the worst because you're not laughing. Yeah. The one goal of a comedy, even a, even if it's just mediocre, like a bad comedy just doesn't make you laugh. It's it's failing to do its one job. And it's painful because of that. Exactly. There there is nothing more mentally strenuous than seeing something try to be funny and fail. Mhm. You know, there's nothing like having like even with a like unlike a that's where we mean by bad as the absence of good. Because mm-hmm. the one thing it's trying to do is make you laugh, and it's failing. So there's nothing good about it. So you're just sitting there watching maybe a competently made movie. Just not be good. Speaking of a bad movie that's actually incredibly competently made, have you ever seen Cool as Ice? The Villanella Ice movie that they made? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. A shockingly well-made movie. <laughs> I, it's... It is alarmingly competent. Well, no. Doesn't mean it's good. Well, okay, so let me put this this way. The movie is incredibly well shot. Like, uh... It's it's alarmingly technically competent. Hold on, I need to look up who did the, uh... Who was the DP on that. Because the DP on that deserves a lot of credit for making a very well shot movie. But it's it's not good. I want that to be made abundantly clear. It, it is and, and bad. <laughs> to be fair, it it is a movie about vanilla ice. It was doomed from inception. <laughs> okay, to give you an idea here, the uh, cinematographer just looking up was oh how do I pronounce this? Januszy uh, Jan Janice Kaminsky. Uh, mm-hmm. here are some of the other movies he's well known for. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read through some of the movies he's in. He was, uh, he did War Horse, Minority what? Report, uh, Saving Private Ryan, West Side Story. He's worked a lot with Spielberg. Fuck off. No, um, Fuck oh off. god, he, he all, he even did Freddy Player One, Bridge of Spies, Lincoln. <laughs> oh my god. Hold on, let me look. No. I, the the Adventures of Tintin. Uh, the music video for Alejandro by Lady Gaga. Funny People. Oh God, he's worked a lot with Spielberg. Oh, here's Wonder Pets <laughs> for one episode. <laughs> Catch me if you can. Oh, he did AI. Uh, Jurassic Park: The Lost World. Jerry Maguire, Little Giants. Okay, that that's. Oh God, he was yeah. on Schindler's List. This guy's really talented. <laughs> what kind of 
dirt did Vanilla Ice have on this man? Well, I know, I, I have an idea of what happened, was that we have to remember that at the time, Vanilla Ice was very popular, making a lot of money. So they probably, spur- the, and this is back when the record industry had a shit ton of money. So yeah. they just splurged. Oh my God. Super hard. And what's great about it is the movie's terrible, but it's hilarious because it's just like Vanilla Ice is shockingly uncool. <laughs> like, like even uncooler than you would imagine. Like uncooler than the jokes about Vanilla Ice because Vanilla Ice was like, you, you look back on it and it's like, wow, this guy is not cool. He's aggressively lame. And the movie is like this shockingly well shot thing. <laughs> So you have this guy going around like, hey, what's up? And it's just like, he's lame. But the movie, like everything else around him is way better. Like the shots during the music sequence are amazing. And you're just like, this is hilarious. <laughs> the level of talent for showing a guy this not good. It's a hilarious contrast. But I owe you a story, don't I? Oh, oh do tell so okay this is a funny one so i actually one of those christian movies because christian movies are usually offensive oh yeah not because not not like good christian movies by the way not stuff about like stories from the bible like i don't right. look at like the 10 commandments starring charlton heston and go oh this is terrible no, but it's like it's especially modern Christian movies that are that are kind of like these neo morality play kind of yeah. things. We're we're specifically talking about like the movies meant for Christians, <laughs> like the conservative Christian people who want their movies to be about Christian stuff. And for Cameron Saving Christmas. Yeah, I have seen Saving Christmas actually. <laughs> But it's not about saving Christmas, so oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it because uh, the reason why I know about this movie is the the story about it and also the follow up story. So it start starts off with oh, what's it called? Uh, uh, I need to look up a person. No, not that. Who is it? So, there's a Christian movie starring the captain of the love boat. Uh-huh. The show from the 70s. Right, right. I, I have to remember what his name is so I can find it. Uh, Gavin McLeod. He was... A lot of guys like Gavin McLeod. I think it's Gavin McLeod. I, I need to look this up. Mm-hmm. Uh... uh... Here it is. It's The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry. It's a Christian movie that stars uh, Gavin McLeod, who was the captain on the love boat, and... Uh... Oh, who's the other one? And Robert Goulime, however it is. Uh, you know him as the voice of uh... Rafiki. Yes. <laughs> on... Uh... Rafiki from The Lion King. King. I never would have heard of this movie if it wasn't for one person. 
And that's because I happened to went to high school with one of the kids who was in this movie. Holy shit. And I'm not going to say his name for because I All have, right. I have a I have a level of professionalism, but I went to high school with him and he told me about this mo- movie. And it's this really dumb, not it's like not the most offensive Christian movie you're going to see by the way. Like there's a scale here. <laughs> Right. Like, there's a difference between the likes of God's Not Dead or Lance Last Ounce of Courage. Where you're just like, fuck you to the movie. They're, they're a little less open and aggressive with the hatred. Yeah. It's like more like, oh, Jesus does good things. It's like, it's this one's more smug. I would say it's more mm-hmm. smug from my memory of it. Ah, uh, right. I see. It's been a while since I watched it. and I And we watched it and we're like... The only reason why I know about this, I, I later learned that the guy I knew who was not got arrested in Vegas <laughs> for impersonating a police officer. That was sent to me by a buddy of mine. It's like, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is. And I want to make it abundantly clear, when I knew him in high school, he wasn't like a weird Jesus-y kid, by the way. Right. He, he, he was... Uh, I wouldn't say he was normal. We called him Weasley. <laughs> yeah. Weasley is the way I would have described him, but it was just really funny to be like, oh, that's what happened to him. He got arrested. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Funny story. Yes. It's just like such a random cast. It's like, how do you know about this movie? Well, I know a guy who's in it. <laughs> Like, I think that's the thing about a lot of those movies is, like, I I think a lot of people who are, like, actors in it or whatever are just, just regular people, mm. you know, who probably need money and stuff for their resume. <laughs> well, like, to me, there's, there, when it comes to, like, the offensive Christian movie demographic, there are two, there's, like, three types, two, three types of actors in mm. it. You have, like, the people who are extras, they don't count. They're just extras. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they don't count. They're here for a paycheck. You have the people who are in it because they need something on the resume and they need to act. Like, they're actors. They do what mm-hmm. they can. And then you have the people who are, like, the actress who are weirdo, fundy Christians. Like Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. There's a shocking amount of, like, 90s daytime TV like 90s TV people who are like weirdo fundy Christians who are now that's all that they do is like those weird movies <laughs> because nobody will hire him anymore nope, because everyone got tired sick and tired of his bullshit which it's, is... it's not because he's a hateful pathetic weirdo it's just because the media is too liberal <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin Sorbo. God, the best part about Kevin Sorbo's life is watching him get dunked on on Twitter, Love specifically by Lucy Lawless. <laughs> oh, Lucy Lawless. Lucy is just like, ha. Why not? I there, I there, mate. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I love her so much. No, she seems like a real big sweetheart. And I'm like, I'm glad Zeta was the one that was popular. Fuck you, Hercules. (laughs) Eat shit, Hercules. (laughs) We want Zeta, clearly. (laughs) So, okay. Um, I I guess if we're, you know, we've been talking about what 
what makes a movie bad, bad. So what is, in your opinion, one of the all-time best good, bad movies? Let me think. You've you've got a bit more of a you've got a bit more education in this. You've got a bit more of a background, so I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, well, to me, would be like one of the examples of a great bad movie to watch is stuff like uh, I'm just going through my list. Oh God, it's so long. There's over a thousand entries. <laughs> they are alphabetized, like. Uh, Like, a lot of, like, later horror sequels are a great example of this. They're just campy. They're goofy. They're not very fun. But, like, a great example of this is something like... No, not Airbud. Airbud's is kind of stupid. Airbud. It's funny, but it, it's stupid. <laughs> uh, not the Back to the Future. Those are actually good movies. I'm trying... Trying to think of one. I'm trying to jog some memories here. Like, to me, you know what it is? Have you ever seen the movie Pan? Like the weird yes. Peter Pan movie where they suddenly oh. belt out and smells like teen spirit out of the middle of nowhere. And you're just like, oh, it's a, yeah, yeah. You're like, what is happening? Where, why am I here? Like, to me good bad movies are stuff like that where it's just like it's weird it's strange it keeps you on your toes stuff like uh i've seen way too many <laughs> i if i may provide an example go um, for it i'm so trying i'm also think... trying not to say edward movies because that's the easy answer and i don't want to do that so for me, um, I think one of the the all time greats that doesn't get mentioned anywhere near as much as it should, um, Light Blast, uh, starring Eric Estrada, uh, nineteen eighty five. I have not seen that. That sounds great. Oh my god, Strauss, you were in for such a treat. No, I, it's we're, we're so gonna have good. to watch that. You and I are gonna have okay, to watch well, that. Okay. Now I can't say a whole lot because I feel like it takes away yeah. some of the oomph of it. But Fair it's, enough. Fair enough. On on one hand. It's absurd. It is absolutely absurd. Um, it's basically the premise of it is that this mad scientist has built this death ray. Mm -hmm. And he is holding, I think, the city of New York hostage in exchange for however many million dollars. And Eric Estrada has to stop him. Because, of course, he does. Well, it's Eric and Estrada. He would save us all if he had to. It's that. And then there is there is stunt work here. And I hesitate to call it that because like you, you look at some of the stuff, especially with like car chases and stuff. And you think it's like people have gotten hurt or died working on this movie <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it's just I have a good one and it's not really all that bad, but Kroll from 1983. I don't think I've seen that one. That's uh, the most. It's the one with the glaive. Oh, okay. The only other thing that's really important about Kroll is that it has a very, very young Liam Neeson in it. Holy shit. That's not the funniest one. It's it's not the only one. Let's see. Uh, no, not Last Action Hero. That's actually not that bad. Um, I'm, I'm looking through all the things I've seen. I'm trying to remember which ones I know. Definitely not a little shot before. Is That's a good movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Some of the movies on this list were actually good because we decided, you know, we're going to have some fun time. 
Not the original Mad Max. I do agree it's not that good of a movie. Now, the second Mad Max movie is way better. Agreed. Uh, Mad Monster. Oh, I remember Mad Monster Party. <laughs> weird, insane movies from the 60s. Um, hold on. I don't think I've seen that one. It's like, I forget everything about it. It's been a long time. Some of these I haven't watched in a while. Uh, understand i am looking at a list and i'm only in the m's <laughs> i've only mystery men is a good movie i definitely know that was one we watched because it's actually funny <laughs> i like mystery men yeah. but just mysterious men <laughs> just mysterious men men of mystery <laughs> so i think something else too if, if we're going to be talking about qualifiers for like what what makes the difference like I think a good bad movie is really well determined by like what was more fun to watch on Mystery Science Theater. Like what made for some of the better episodes? Because I know that it's like you know there's there's some actual comedy taking place there too with the people watching it, but I think the movie contributes so much to the the quality of oh, that. Like yeah, like like part of the reason why like say Hobgoblin. Wait, no, that, is it that, was that the name of it? Yeah, Hobgoblins. Yeah, Hobgoblins was good because it was a rip-off movie of Gremlins. It's really bad. It has someone you actually know in it, even if you don't know him by face. I do know what it is. Do you, do you know the famous person in that movie? Oh. It's great. It's escaping me right it, it's it? Darren Norris, the voice actor, most famous for being Cosmo on Fairly Odd Parents. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he he's the host of Club Scum, and he talks like this. <laughs> oh my God! I didn't know that. Yeah, no, and he he's the only. I think he's the only person in that movie who had a career afterwards. <laughs> I. Well, that's good because I fucking loved that guy in the movie, so yeah. that makes me even happier because I also liked Cosmo. No, the be- even no, though no, Butch, better Butch Hartman part- sucked. But- yeah, but Butch Hartman <laughs> might suck, but he's also famously he's also in Cowboy Bebop. Really? Yeah, he's. Uh, you remember the episode with Andy the Cowboy? Ah. He's the he's Andy the Cowboy. I can't believe it. I can't believe I didn't know it. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know that. That sounds like like the type of stuff you would just know. I, I, well now I now I do know it. Yeah. Well, you do now. Let's see now. Small Soldiers is a weird movie. I wouldn't call it bad. Hold on. I'm, I'm going through I, all my, the movies I I have, and I'm just like, oh god, which ones were? If the... I can be totally real, mm-hmm. um, there was a short period in my childhood where I was completely obsessed with Small Soldiers. I had a Small Soldiers themed birthday party. I think I was, like, five. If it makes you feel any better, I own that movie on VHS. I watched the shit out of it. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie no. to, to an absurd degree. I, like, I'm not sure if it's a good movie, but I have an affection for it, so I'm not... I know a good one. A, a very good, bad, good, bad movie. Hmm. And it has all the elements that we want, and that is Street Fighter. The Street Fighter movie from 1994. <laughs> yes! Because it has everything you want. It has an actor who's way too good to be in this movie. People are sincerely trying to make this work. Bad costumes. 
no idea how to make this movie actually work, despite the fact that it should be super easy. It's so incomprehensible, and they're trying so hard. <laughs> what makes it so funny is because all fighting modern fighting games come from one movie, and that is... Uh, hold on, I gotta make sure I got the right Bruce Lee movie, or else I'm gonna make myself look bad. Because <laughs> I have actually seen it, but... Is it Enter the Dragon is the right one? Yes, it is. Enter the Dragon is the one where they go onto the island to have the fighting tournament. Yep. <laughs> and that's Classic. basically how we every fighting game has basically worked for the rest of history. <laughs> and it's just like... And it works. And it works. It's dumb, but it works. And it's so funny. Because, like, that's all you needed to do. <laughs> And they don't do that. And Lee Van... Not, not Lee Van Cleef. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wrong Van. <laughs> Jean-Claude Gosh Darn, as I like to call <laughs> yeah. him. Jean-Claude Van Damme is trying so hard in this movie to make it work. And opposite of him is the late Raoul Julia in his last role, knowing full well that he's only in this because his kids picked it. And he is acting his heart out fucking king <laughs> no what's so great about it i mean obviously he's in the adams family which movies the original ones so he's great in those like yeah. those are good movies that he's in but he's been in bad movies before <laughs> oh he was one on one on a mystery science theater he was the uh, raulbik's cube <laughs> yeah uh, uh overdraw from the memory bank or whatever it's called yeah yep 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 i, I remember that and it's just so funny from it though is that the for me it was tuesday line is shockingly well done and it's just like oh who else oh, what's her name she played mulan uh um it's like ming, ming yeah it's ming nun i was like i couldn't remember what her last name was for for a hot second there yeah ming nun when as chung lee oh great casting by the way yeah like, the casting of her in that is good. Some of the casting is good. And she's there. And, like, he just goes, The day Bison graced your village was the, was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. And the way he delivers it, and you're just like, God damn, Ral Julia, you deserved a way better movie. <laughs> now, mind you, Street Fighter the movie is bad. And... Don't don't play Street Fighter. Don't get into Street Fighter lore before you go watch it. Just go watch this movie. It is hilarious. It is not Just good. Raw dog it. it. It's also like because the action beats are still kind of good, so they're not that. It's like not that bad. Because the problem with a lot of like cheesy, campy movies that are bad is that they kind of have like that mid second act like doldrum of funny shit happening. Mm hmm. Like, none of this is more apparent than your Hunter from the Future. I don't know if you know this one. This one's a bit of a rarity. Haven't seen it. It's insane. Huh. For stars, it stars, once again, Reb Brown. But it's, of like, course. dubbed over because it was an Italian production. So it was made in, like, the 1980s. It has an absurd theme song, which I might have to send to you. Hold on. I, I I need to do this. This is for the culture. 
Also, something else I've noticed. Um, lots of absurdly, like, good, bad movies. Italian. Yeah, well... Italy just cranked them out. Yeah. yeah. I, I want you... I want... I, this is live... Much like with the hentai bike, this is live reactions from from Uncle Death. Oh, boy. We, we can't play this. I, I'm not sure we're going to get copy written from it. Okay, I'm I'm gonna mute my mic and listen to this role. Yeah, so the lyrics are "Yours world, he's the man." Yours world. It is. It this is wonderfully cheesy. Go look it up. Yours world lyrics. Just go look it up. Don't watch the rest of the movie. This is just the opening. This is the title theme. This is back when movies still had title themes, by the way, for those who are too young to remember them. This is incredible it is ridiculous it is stupid and it is dumb the downside with the movie though is that it has a like second act doldrum not a lot happens but this is a movie where so much shit happens and sometimes the theme song just kicks in because cool shit happens and this is stuff you can only get in italy my friends by the way, sorry, you don't need to watch the whole thing. <laughs> you now understand what I mean when your it's yours world. He's the man. Oh god. I, I can't tell if my Discord has failed or if I have stunned my co-host to silence <laughs> on episode one. Can can you hear me, Strauss? I can now. <laughs> Alright. Um, I am astounded. I am flabbergasted. I I forgot I muted my mic and also muted myself on Discord. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. and there's a part where he shoots a bat out of the sky and uses it as a hand glider, and the theme song kicks in as he drop kicks somebody. That's so fucking dumb. I love it. Oh, it's stupid. Instant rigor mortis. Amazing movie. I almost bought it. I, I don't know about you, but back home for me, back in San Francisco, there's a uh, Amoeba Music has a video section. So there's like weird rarities and like deep cut stuff. Like that's where I got uh, my uh, Berserk 97 box cut. Nice. Uh, speaking of which, we will probably one day talk about Berserk. <laughs> we we a, need to. This is a threat. <laughs> We will. We will, you we will, will talk about this. You will part. learn how how incredibly passionate I am about this subject matter. But I almost picked up this movie and the only reason I did it is because I had to like save money. So I it was between that and like I think buying the box set for Berserk and they're both out of print and I'm like this is cruel. You made the right choice though. No, I made the right choice in the grand scheme of things. Because I got an out-of-print box set that's like a decade old for 60 bucks. I'm not, you buy that. Even if the discs yeah. don't work, you buy that. Versus a bad movie you bring out once in a blue moon. Also, I I mean, this is probably a little obvious, but um, all I can think of is your forger. <laughs> when I yeah. see these things. <laughs> yeah, so like... I, I, the irony that there's now a different character named your decades later this was like the mid 80s and like 
40 years later, here comes a d very different character. For starters, well, I think this year could be an anime wife, too. With that hair, absolutely. The, the wig. But, <laughs> Yours you world, know, he's the man. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think, you know, we have declined as a society because not only do we no longer have, like, character theme songs in movies. I wish we did. Yeah. Um, the downfall of, like, the really stupid, cheesy barbarian movie. Well, I mean, part of that's because... We have to remember the, the cheesy barbarian movie was because the original Conan movie right. did so yeah. well. And I love that movie, by the way. That's a good movie. Not Conan the it Destroyer. Good... Conan the Destroyer is a bad movie, but it's fun. <laughs> it's every... The original Conan, though. No, the original Conan movie is actually really good in spite of basically everything saying it shouldn't be. <laughs> And its added soundtrack for both of those movies, by the way, are fantastic. Yes. Rest in peace, Basil. Yeah. Rest in peace, my man. You made truly fantastic music for a movie that did not... I don't know if any movie truly deserved that soundtrack. <laughs> it didn't deserve it, but it got it all the same. It, it, and I want to make it clear, that's not us saying anything bad about the movie. It's just that the soundtrack to the original Conan movie is shockingly way too good. <laughs> It's it, it just defies belief. It's it is astounding and it's it's technical goodness for something that probably could have gotten by with mediocrity. Yeah. Like the original Conan movie is like really fun and good and does a lot of really cool stuff and it has really awkward politics. <laughs> Mostly because of its director being a weird hyper conservative guy at who also yeah. I mean he did Red Dawn, of course he was, but Wolverines. But on the other end of the spectrum ha is weirdly progressive in places. It's a very strange movie. Also a great James Earl Jones moment. Fuck yeah. Great great moment as the villain. It's just he. it's a weird combo of things. It's a very odd movie that shouldn't work but totally does and is really fun while it happens. It's a... It's just, it's, it's just good. Yeah, it's it is quality. <laughs> it's greater than the sum of its parts somehow. Yeah. Except the music, which is greater than the whole movie. <laughs> Agreed. Not 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 a statement. Even at when the movie was released, we were like if you, even the people who didn't like it were like this soundtrack is way too good for this movie. <laughs> you know your your soundtrack is special when even the people who hate your movie were like that soundtrack was incredible. What the fuck? <laughs> So I think so far we've we we have come to the consensus that a a true like good bad movie is is the sum of several things. It's it's earnestness. It's I I would say audacity. I I think that every good bad movie should be a little audacious, or at least have some level of bravado that's completely unnerd. Yes. <laughs> un un unnerd. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> whoopsies uh, uh, what's, what's the i think the third one is just a willingness to be seen mm -hmm. because like there's a lot of failed projects that never see the light of day you're an artist you have probably a thousand sketches that have never seen the light of day 
Oh yeah, I've got plenty of bullshit that it's, it's between me and God. Nobody's yeah. ever going to see it. <laughs> and not even because they're bad or good or anything. It's just like, they're just sketches. They're not yeah, meant... There's, there's... Yeah, it's it's unfinished stuff. It's it's stuff on my way to getting better and making things that I actually want to show people. Yeah, it like it's the willingness to be like, it, no, it, that's where the bravado comes in. It's 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 earnest. It's being earnest, audacity to overestimate your abilities, and then the bravado to release it. Precisely, because you need to have some level of unearned confidence to. Be able to be like, take a look at my movie, despite the fact that almost everyone here would think it's terrible. Like, I've, I I did, um, so way back in high school, mm. and I, I would say it was an actual movie that me and my friends made. Because we, we had, like, credits and everything. This was, like, a whole process deal. We did special effects and shit. Um, it was absolutely the dumbest thing. And, like, it it was no good, but it's, like, we, we posted it anyway, and, and I think there is kind of a, a, you know, there needs to be that desire to, like, share share that with the world. And yeah. I think it's kind of beautiful in a way. Yeah, like, to me, if you make a really bad movie, that's fine. If it's fun, it will find its audience. And that, exactly. to me, is the ultimate point of this, is that, you know what, a good bad movie is fun. In the end, it's fun because we might be laughing at your movie, but you made something that brought enjoyment because you don't want to be that like six out of ten that no one remembers. Yeah. Immortality can be uh, come by in many ways from true classics, absolutely terrible, getting hopped up on spray paint and jumping off of a car while shouting, witness me. Hell yeah. We are going to be talking about Mad Max Fury Road. I know we are. I love that movie. We better. Oh, we better. I saw that movie in theaters four times. Oh, God. I remember uh, I saw that movie and I had to wait a week because I was going to go see the Z as like a date night thing. And we didn't leave the theater for like 20, for like several minutes after it was done. <laughs> it is that good. It is a great movie. But to round out our, our first ever episode... We have what I'm going to call a reoccurring segment of what you watching or playing. I don't know. Or reading. Hey. Is there anything fun that you've been watching as of late? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I've actually been rewatching Helsing. Um, I'm going through, um, I think the Elfin Lead thing kicked off a thing in me where I've been wanting to go back through and like watch some of the stuff that I saw in high school or read in high school and see if it's still any good. Helsing? Helsing so far is very interesting. No, I think, to me, I, the reason why, like, a, a lot of those hyper-violent anime things that just, a lot of them don't age very well because they're just gratuitous, Helsing kind of revels in its own overwhelming gratuity of everything. It's, it is, again, as as we mentioned before, it is audacious. Yeah. And, and I think it, it holds on to that to the point where you're willing to buy into it. I think it's just because it, like, it presents itself as a B-movie. Oh, yeah. From the 70s, and you're just like, I can jam with this. <laughs> and also, like, the most ice-cold take ever, Alucard is cool. Alucard is yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah. I don't care how old you are, he's still cool. Yeah. 
As for me, I've been uh, watching one thing. I've been watching something recent. <laughs> Shocking, mm-hmm. I know. I, I The past, like, six months or so, I've been watching a lot more actual things that have been released. Nice. Which is, it, I, I've always stated, I am terrible about watching things. I am too. It, it's just like, it's... I'm just bad about it. It's just, it, it, you'd think someone like me would be like, oh, I watch movies all the time. I, the last movie I saw was Robert Eggers' The Northman in theaters, which we're probably also going to end up talking about because that was a weird one. Cause, I like a Robert Eggers episode. Yeah, absolutely. But I saw, I've been watching Toma Chan as a girl. Oh. And, uh, How is it so far? Uh, yeah, honestly, not bad. I've been pleasantly happy with it. Nice. It's been one I've wanted to see. I, I sort of, what I think really helps, and one of, the, one of the problems with a lot of rom-com anime, and rom-coms in general, I guess, is that a lot of them, well, it depends how it's set up, but a lot of mm-hmm. these rom-com stories where the whole end point is, hey, these two characters getting together is the end point. Like, that's where the story ends, is these two characters, you know, becoming a couple. It at least has the understanding that that's the end game. Like, they don't... So far, I'm five episodes in, there's no will-they-won't-they thing with these characters. Because, like, in the first episode, they were wisely to put a scene where it's like, hey, what if Tomo gets a boyfriend? And he's like, just pushes her. It's like, oh... I see. You do like her. You're just scared of your relationship with her fundamentally changing from being friends to being a couple. Yeah. And I can respect that. It also I... helps that uh, the main best friend character is an agent of chaos. Fuck yeah. We love that. We love an agent of chaos. Well, no, her other best friend is also an agent of chaos, but very different. Okay. She's like the weirdest space case you'll ever meet. And what's great about her, she's voiced by uh, the same person in English and in Japanese. I heard about that. Yeah, uh, I looked it up. Her name is Sally Amaki. She's an idol in Japan, but she was born in L.A. Cool. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's neat. I like this bit. Good for her. Yeah, good for you for being able to speak two languages unlike us. Yeah. uh, Gotta say, I I am not to that bilingual place yet. Probably won't be for a long time. Well, I can't translate things in my head. I physically can't do that. <laughs> Whoops. Thanks. <laughs> but also what's fun about it is uh, the other main major male character so far is voiced by Transman. I think that's pretty neat. Oh, gas. He was actually, he was tweeting about it when I saw it, which has kind of led me to it, was, was him going like, I always wanted to be in a romantic comedy as one of the major characters. And here I am fulfilling my dream. I'm like, this is almost as many dreams being fulfilled as Jojo's part six. (laughs) I say almost, but because Jojo's part six was literally the one where all the dreams did come true. (laughs) (laughs) Not just for like the English side, but also the Japanese side and the people who did the theme song. Hell yeah. I mean, like that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Love to see it. Absolutely. I like I like people actually getting to do what they want to do. Yeah. I do recommend it. I do think it it is one of those things where it's an anime rom-com, so you're going to have to deal with anime rom-com bullshit. I think it's 
better than most, helped by that the lead character isn't, you know, the usual waif. Yeah, I, I've i been um kind of warming up to anime rom-coms, honestly. Uh, confession, I have been reading My Dress Up Darling, and I actually really like it. <laughs> you know, My Dress Up Darling, from I haven't watched or read it yet, but from what I've been told about it from people who do it, it's actually really good. It is very good. I mean, I think it's also because, like, for a lot of us, when we grew up, and we're, we'll talk about this more on a future episode, because a lot of rom-coms from when we were a kid were harem anime, and mm -hmm. specifically because a certain love Hina was very popular back in the early 2000s, and those were not very, and a lot of their, uh, well, love Hina wasn't very good to begin with, but, uh, those entertainers were worse. If, if, yeah, a, it, it was grim. It was grim, and I'm really glad that we're moving past that as a society now. Yeah. We, we have moved, moved past it, and now we're into the idea where a tomboy and her karate buddy can be in a relationship where she desperately, desperately wants it to go to the next step. And is. You love to see it. Friends with a weird british girl who's flighty as fuck but i will definitely be putting that one on my to watch list absolutely i think I... it's i think it's been pretty good so far i still need to watch this week's episode it's not the best yeah. anime i've seen over the past two years but you know it's been good it, it, in, it in its defense last season ended up being incredibly packed there's been a lot going on. Saletta Sunday was very, very much a thing. And I was a part of it. <laughs> we will probably also talk about Witch from Mercury at some point because... Oh, I hope it avoids the Gundam second half curse. Do you know about that? I've not heard of it. I am... I'll be real. I'm not a super big Gundam watcher, I, so... I'm not either. I'm not either. So this is the thing. This is how we're going to round out this evening. We started with the hentai bike. We went to bad movies. And then now we're ending up on some some anime lore. We come full circle. Tell me, oh so, lore master. Well, of course. I'll teach you the ways. <laughs> so one of the things about Gundam series, and I'm not a big Gundam watcher myself. You'd think I would be. And you'd generally be right. But I just kind of, like I said, I'm terrible about watching things. But in the history of Gundam, and it goes back to Gundam 0083, which has an awesome theme song. I will be sharing with this after we're done recording. Mm -hmm. Be ready for that. Because <laughs> it is right. the most 80s cheese from 1992 that you will ever get. <laughs> but I'm already intrigued. So 0083 was the first time where this happened, where like the first half is really good. And has a lot of promise. And then in the second half of the, of the season, it falls apart and just goes off the rails and becomes terrible. Oh. And it is a historic thing that's happened to a lot of Gundam series. Like, Double O. Like, if it's not outright bad, like, a lot of Gundam shows have the tendency to start off really well, like, get to this midpoint, and then just never stick the landing. That sucks. This is not a Gundam Wing situation. Gundam Wing was never actually all that good. It just was really popular. And it's mm -hmm. not Gundam Seed, which was terrible, but also extremely popular for some reason. 
we will I talk about it was pretty garbage oh we are gonna have you need to we're gonna be talking about and this is one of the things on the list is the many terrible names of gundam there are so many horrifying really insane character names i will just name one there's someone named mula flaga that's a person that is a gundam character no (laughs) yes that is a real person. I just that is a real character. You can you you do not know how to spell it, so you would not get it right. But here, what I, I'm gonna do is put in go to your search bar. Okay. Put in M U space L A space F L A G A and you'll probably get the character if I just remember how it's spelled correctly, because it is terrible. <laughs> Oh, I got it. That is that is a horrible name. <laughs> See, and that's going to be an episode because there's so Why many. Why would you do that? There's so many, and that's just one. And Gundam Seed has so many. But yeah, oh, I'm just I'm, I'm just praying that G Witch just sticks the landing because so far it's been so good, and I'm like, please, please stick the landing. Well, your your siblings have not uh, not always done it. This is your chance. <laughs> We've got it in our prayers. Hopefully everything pans out and it avoids the curse. Anything else you've been watching that's fun to talk about? You can just mention you're watching it. Watching it. We could talk about it full in a different day. Um, I've actually been rewatching a very, very old favorite of mine. Uh, was really into it a uh, long, long time ago. Uh, rewatching Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. Oh, how's that been? <laughs> Have you seen that one? No, I have not. Um, it's technically a comedy anime. It's basically the main character is this school teacher, and he is the world's most depressed man. And the um, I, I guess a content warning for any of our viewers going to talk about suicide here real quick. Um, he the anime literally opens up with him attempting to hang himself, and his student is probably the most optimistic girl in the world. She finds him, decides he was trying to make himself taller, and then immediately goes about, like, trying to befriend him. Well. And it's it's very strange. It's very out there. Um, has nuts. some absolute bangers of, like, um, opening songs. Like, I, I think some of my favorite anime openings. Ooh. Also, future episode, probably. <laughs> yes, it's it's weird, and I like it very much. I'm glad to see that it held up, you know, from when I yeah. when I last read Especially it. Especially when so. it's comedy, because comedies are just like that. That that's a minefield of bad times. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of why it why it works is because it's a lot of it's kind of like social commentary on like the the state of like particularly japanese culture obviously right. and it's just comment commenting on kind of like the absurdity of like life and and society <laughs> and In it's society. i don't know i'm a clown i i know nothing <laughs> i just think it's fun <laughs> yeah what i've been watching a friend of mine has been showing it and streaming it uh master keaton which is an okay so i need to talk about this real quick because master keaton was not what i expected when i say master keaton what do you think that is 
um, sci-fi is coming to mind. I, I, it's like a cheesy sci-fi. Okay, I'm going to tell you what the plot synopsis is real quick. Now, all this right. is also an anime, but... Uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Taishi Keaton is a half-British, half-Japanese archaeologist... I'm not gonna say this is. I'm not gonna say this next part. He solves mysteries and investigates insurance fraud for Lloyd's around the world. It's about okay. an insurance investigator. Um, it should be noted that uh, Master Keaton himself is uh, a former SAS veteran of the Falkland Wars. It's way better than it sounds. It sounds nuts, but it's actually surprisingly good. Oh, I, I like a show with an absurd premise. I, I could dig it. it. It's a weird premise. And the best part about it is the dub is... I wasn't sure... I recognized some of the voices, but I couldn't remember from where until I, until I watched, like, the second episode. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I recognized a very specific voice... Because the second episode is, uh... Oh, is that the second episode? No, that's the volume list. Uh, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to look for the episode count. Yeah, there we go. Episode count. Uh, yes. It was called Little Giant, and in it, I heard a very specific voice. Um, do you know who Graham McNeil is? Off the top the of your head. The name sounds familiar. Not off the tip of my tongue. Who is it? Um, you know him probably best as the voice of Koga from Inuyasha. Uh, it's a Canadian uh, dub. I'm like, that's that's Graham McNeil. This is a Canadian dub. I know that immediately. <laughs> so there is like <laughs> I I think Monica's story is in it. Like all the people from Inuyasha are there and Gundam. It's like all the people you would recognize from the from from Ocean's dubbing company. It is an ocean dub, and it's like, wow, I haven't heard some of these voices in a while. <laughs> oh, I, I gotta check this out. Yeah, no. It is a sh it, it's been shockingly very fun to watch. It's well totally i'm only on like episode four right now i'm gonna be seeing more of it tomorrow with my friend other friends but it's it's one of those things where it's like it's only in the realm of anime would you get a story about an insurance investigator that's this good not once but twice calling you out trigun i remember well i'm here for it yeah. i I'll, I'll probably have to sit down and watch it as soon as i get the chance absolutely you will also be like wow they don't the anime don't look like this no more don't worry that's also an episode <laughs> all right <laughs> anyway folks thank you all for joining us today i am almighty strauss you can follow me on twitter at almighty strauss i'm also on twitch is the same thing because i i actually surprisingly keep consistent with my branding your brand <laughs> my brand <laughs> And I am Uncle Death slash Sardo. You can find me at at Autopsy Garlands on Twitter and also at Uncle Death, Uncle with a K instead of a C on Twitch, where I, I'm i hoping to stream again soon. Um, I hope so. February's too. been a busy month, but I uh, I did pre-order Yakuza Ishin. Um, oh, me too. And I intend on streaming it, so. Also a future episode. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, we're we're gonna talk about. Yeah, I love how every how, that's now that's the catchphrase. That's a future episode. <laughs> now an episode. Yeah, we, we're 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 gonna talk Yakuza. Believe you me. We have the recurring so. segment of once again our thoughts return to Samurai, and trust me, you you're not prepared for how crazy that gets. But thank you all. This is the first episode of the Skeleton Crew or a Skeleton Crew. We'll see which one gets us more traction. Knows. We understand, Sergio. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.